0: It's time for my One, Two, Three Cents, the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesday's and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com/strideprowrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 437 of the My 123 Cents podcast, a in my opinion special episode as we 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 being myself and Chad Smart. Uh, together again for the first time since last summer, uh, and the first time we have been to WrestleMania since 2016—seven-year hiatus. Chad, welcome back to the show.
1: Uh, it's great to be here. Very special episode. Are we going to deal with alcoholism, <laughs> drugs, <laughs> adoption, a, and divorce?
0: Maybe a little of all. Mm. Maybe a little bit of all. But I—I uh, I must say I am impressed. We are recording. Uh, at Chad's apartment, in my studio, his studio apartment. Uh, I like your setup, man. I, I really do. Uh, I dig it. And uh, as mentioned uh, on social media, this episode dropping a little later because we are on uh, the West Coast where WrestleMania just wrapped up, probably about an hour and a half ago. And it did not take nearly as long to get out of the SoFi Stadium parking lot. I think it took longer to get out of the building mm-hmm. on this night, on Sunday night, night two of WrestleMania. Uh, we're going to get to wrestlemania and the meat of all of that uh in in just a few minutes but uh we're going to catch up on some other things that we did we're not going to go through and and give you our opinions on every single match or I, i wanted this to be more of a uh you know fan perspective we have been to multiple wrestlemanias this is the 10th um i guess technically the 11th because it was two nights this year but uh same wrestlemania but two nights which we'll talk about that more as well but uh Chad, let me get your thoughts. You know, when we when we kind of set this up, uh, we were supposed to do this last year because, of course, WrestleMania got pushed back because of COVID in twenty twenty, uh, where it was supposed to be in Tampa, and then twenty twenty one, it was supposed to be in Dallas, and then twenty twenty two, in Los Angeles. WrestleMania going back to Hollywood, but uh, we got a little delayed. But uh, one thing that you wanted to do was take me to a wrestling a pro wrestling show, and we've had. Um, the, and God, now all of a sudden his name is...
1: Darwin Finch.
0: Darwin Fat.
1: The punk rock Poindexter. Okay, I was
0: thinking punk rock Poindexter, but I'm like, that's not his name. That's his nickname. So uh, De- uh, Darwin Finch. And I almost said Dexter because you have confused Darwin Finch with Dexter Roswell, who, by the way, will be wrestling at Stride Pro Wrestling this Saturday night on April 8th. But oh,
1: wow. Seamless plug there. That's, I, yes, you're, you're almost like a pro at this. I'm
0: almost like uh, Connie in that whole ad-free thing. This is ad-free, too, by the way. So nobody <laughs> I mean, that, it wouldn't be
1: if someone shows. wants to advertise. But Sure, yes.
0: absolutely. There are advertising opportunities. ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents. Thighhuggers.com. And CollarAndElbowBrand.com, promo code My123Cents on those. Okay, that's all out of the way. Out of Touchstone podcast, too, by the way, Chad Smart, a big part of that.
1: Yeah. Also, Where we talk trumps, about movies from Disney+, Plus, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, of
0: course. Uh, but wrestling, pro wrestling, you know, as I was watching this show in person, and mm. I've watched on YouTube and whatnot, but this is obviously not something to take overly serious. It's, and we talked about it, comparing it to Chakara, but really even maybe putting it out in in its own stratosphere as performance art versus, quote-unquote, pro wrestling or even sports entertainment.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you explain wrestling, pro wrestling, to people, you know, without... I I think you need a dissertation to -hmm. really explain it, but it is... Because it is a mixture of some actual wrestling and... It, it kind of like guar in some yeah. of the costuming that yeah. some of the people do, and yeah, it's it's very interesting. Uh, there were things on the show that we so went to uh, Kurt Russellmania three. Uh, what was Not it? Kurt Russell. Not Kurt Just Russell. 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 WrestleMania. Russell- RussellMania three presents Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe will not be wrestling. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a very long name. But yes, Kurt. Uh, I keep when I say Kurt because there was a Kurt WrestleMania <laughs> previously. Russell, yeah. This is Russell Crow Mania, WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, there were some things that were on there that I hadn't seen from uh, you know previous shows that I'd been to, and some stuff that I had seen, but they went a little bit further this time. And you know, it's it, that it's those moments where i'm like okay this is taking a little bit too far i think um but you know to each their own yeah. the crowd seems to love it i just feel right. sorry for the guys who had to wrestle after <laughs> um the
0: leather daddy and uh yeah, Rubber baby
1: I, yeah i was just gonna say the poo flinging but
0: <laughs> so yeah wrestling pro wrestling is in burbank california and they they are out at the moose lodge every show right
1: pretty much yes. yeah
0: and they are available on YouTube and on social media, so be sure to check out, again, it's wrestling, pro wrestling, and, uh, you know, as we mentioned, opening match was a, a chickadee, which was a female wrestler in a chicken costume, wrestling the bear, and it was a giant bear costume, and I don't know who was in there, or Don't the, the it's chicken a bear. costume was a little more easier to discern who was in that, but... You know, not every match has that flair in those costumes, but mm. it definitely made things interesting. And I felt like what I liked about it was a lot of indie shows that you go to, not Stride Pro Wrestling, of course, but the evening kind of drags on, and mm. there are big breaks and and whatnot. But I feel like the entire night, you know, even with having to clean up the ring when uh, there were some, uh, what was it? combos or some, some yeah, combo pizza, pizza snacks yeah pizza snacks yes uh in the ring and then you mentioned the pooflinging incident so there were some some times where they had to clean, but i felt like everything kept moving at a great pace in my opinion at least
1: oh i agree with you i, I it, there's no intermission mm-hmm. i mean this was the i think the longest wrestling pro wrestling show that i've been to which mm-hmm. kind of surprised at me but being that it was wrestlemania weekend yeah you know, and they had, I mean, the, the stars were out that night, you know, oh, yeah. there was Tom Cruise was there yes. and uh, some Chuck other ones. Chuck Norris there. was there. Chuck Norris. Yeah. I was trying to think of who the other, the middle one that came out. Uh, I don't remember, but then, and then there was a, you know, a bevy of Russell Crowe's at the end.
0: That's right. It was uh, a beautiful mind and gladiator and. Just, uh, Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. A whole mixture of that, I, and I like the creativity with it. You know, anytime you can kind of take it outside the box and and be a little more uh, fun with it. You know, not everything has to be a six star match in the Tokyo Dome, as as uh, hmm. our friend that likes to give matches stars and whatnot uh, likes to say. Which you know, and I, I would imagine that if you are, uh, you know. Jim Cornette, I had posted a video on the My123Cents YouTube channel from from the evening. And the first comment on the video was, send this link to Jim Cornette. And I'm sure he would have a field day with something like this. But again, you know, wrestling fandom, wrestling has been described before like the circus or like a buffet. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of something there for everyone. And this this particular event may not have been for everyone. But it was a packed house. I believe it was sold out. It was standing Mm -hmm. room only. Um... And again, we got to interact and, and talk to the wrestlers uh, and even ran into one at WrestleMania as well. Um, Phil Cosby.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy slash Curtis now. Yeah. Phil Cosby. Yeah. And, you know, as we were leaving Wrestling Pro Wrestling, there was a guy who was take, take, taking pictures with some fans. And as he walked out, I'm like, oh, I had just seen him at an AEW show you know, oh. a few months ago, and it was the guitar player for Tool. So oh, yeah, right. I think if the if it's good enough for the guitar player for Tool and you know Freddie Prince Jr. has been there. And I you know, I met uh Kofi Kingston at a show previously. So like the real Kofi Kingston. Yes, the real yeah. Kofi Kingston and, and the real Freddie Prince Jr. as far as I know. Yeah. And 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 I've seen Xavier Woods and some of the other you know WWE guys there. So again, it's yes, it's not your standard wrestling, but then there's enough companies that if you want wrestling to be out there, this yeah. is something different to uh, just have fun with.
0: Right. Mm. And we should mention Brian Kendrick is we're not sure of his exact role, mm. but he's obviously a part of this because mm. he, we did see him before the show and, and during the show uh, in a non-wrestling. I mean, I don't think he was ever a oh. part of the actual show, but we saw him mm. before Showtime. Um, what, and, and you know, to me, one of my favorites, one of my highlights of the night is the fromage Horsemen, which if you know cheese, the formage cheese. Um, and then each one of the horsemen has a a cheese related name. Tolly yes. Blanchetter. cheddar. Uh, Ricotta Flair. Ricotta Flair, which I got to meet Ricotta Flair. Yeah.
1: Gorgonzoli and Parm Anderson.
0: Yeah. So it's it, again it's that play on words and and the masks and uh, you know the the costumes, if you will, that that these men and women wear. Uh, A lot of them are elaborate and and really well done. And, and, you know, obviously that limits some of the mobility. Uh, You know, some of them needed help getting in and out of the ring. Mm -hmm. The the giant Pop-Tart guy Mm -hmm. and... uh, uh,
1: Pop-Tart boy.
0: Pop-Tart boy, sorry. And uh, the haystack. And I don't know what... Was it just haystack? Haystack. Okay. So, you know, it's fun. It's kitschy. And, uh, again... Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, when we've discovered with WrestleMania weekend, you know, our very first one happening back in 2006, uh, obviously not as many companies running and, and doing things. I think Ring of Honor might have been the only other show mm-hmm. that we can, that first time that we went. We, we checked that out, of course, too. And then I think the year we were in New York, we went to Chikara and Shimmer and Ring of Honor. And, we, you know, it was all kinds of companies. So, WrestleMania... You know Whether we, we like WWE or not, WrestleMania weekend has become WrestleMania week now. And it has become a, a, an opportunity for these independent companies or these smaller companies uh, to really showcase their talents. Ring mm. of Honor did a show on Friday night. I think Impact Wrestling had a show as well. Um, and then, as we mentioned, wrestling, pro wrestling. So yeah. it really gives these companies and fans a, a little bit of taste because... Mm. Maybe you just flew out here for WrestleMania, but you're looking for other things to do. And you get a taste of something unique and and different. But I know you mentioned a lot of the crowd at Wrestling Pro Wrestling were were folks that you had seen before. But I got to think there may have been some more folks like me that were there that were there for the very first time.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully they, you know, the the regulars had friends like, you know, I had friends in town for wrestlemania so i said you have to go to wrestling pro wrestling hopefully some of the other regulars did too and again you know is it going to is it going to overtake wwe and aew no but does it need to no right so
0: again yeah it's a fun thing and if you are in the southern california area this is southern california right
1: yes okay
0: I always say Southern Illinois, and uh, this is actually the first time I've recorded a podcast here in California. So, uh, but yeah, check it out. And again, if you're not in the Southern Illinois area, Southern California area, pardon mm-hmm. me, check them out on YouTube and on the social medias. I believe it's uh, Wrestling PW on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and they they're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Check them out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and subscribe to the my one two three cents youtube channel too by the way we are at 952 subscribers almost to a thousand that's the goal so let's get to a thousand uh maybe before the end of april that would be amazing if uh, we were able to make that happen but uh again we are here for wrestlemania and uh you know friday we kind of took it easy after going to wrestling pro wrestling we did take the tour over at uh at uh warner Brothers. brothers um I don't think we had any wrestling experiences over there, but lots of pop culture and, uh, you know, Warner Bubbers is, uh, is a fun place uh, to tour. I thank you for that, uh, showing me around and, and giving me that opportunity to see things. Uh, but then Saturday, you know, day two or day one and day two of WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if we've talked it, uh, on the podcast about it, but what are your thoughts uh, on two day WrestleManias, which started, I guess, three years ago when the pandemic was around?
1: If it means I don't have to do an eight hour or mm-hmm. an an eight hour WrestleMania, yeah. I'm for it. However, overall I have to say I'm not a fan. And I think it you know, it it's because we're now in this age where we feel like everybody has to be on the show. Mm-hmm. When you know, in the past that wasn't the case. And I right. think Having the brand split, so essentially having two different shows, you ha- you are showcasing more people, yeah, throughout the year. So I can understand where that part of that mentality. My issue with the two shows, besides obviously it, from a you know from a money standpoint, it's mm-hmm. you know you're now paying for two tickets, and right, you know depending on where it's being held, you know here at SoFi Stadium. There's no good public transportation to get there, so you have to buy for parking. So yeah. parking for two days, driving, getting in and out. Luckily, like you said, it, I, I was impressed with how quickly we got out yeah. of the stadium. I mean, out of the parking lot. Getting out of the stadium itself is a whole nother story. But uh, my, you know, and I, we've discussed this off air. My biggest issue with it is they put tickets so far on, on sale, so far in advance, mm-hmm. which. You know they've always done before, and you never know what was going to be at WrestleMania because right. again, WrestleMania the name sells more than the actual sure. matches. However, now with two days, if you know there's a wrestler that you really want to see, you don't know which day they're going to be on. Yeah. And so if you only want to do one day or you can only do one day, so I don't know. You know, should they do a WrestleMania SmackDown and a WrestleMania Raw, and so right. you kind of have a good until they get traded or yeah, you know, swapped after tickets go on sale, but. Um, and especially having SmackDown on Friday, right before WrestleMania, would you want to do then WrestleMania SmackDown the night after? Or I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I did enjoy, like, you know, two nights. One night was right at four hours. Second night was about three hours and 35, three hours, 40 minutes. It's much more palatable to sit through. Than a seven-hour mania. Than a seven-hour mania. But overall, I think, you know, just go back to one, one night. Mm-hmm. Cut down on either the cut filler. down cut down on the number of packages that yeah. you're running before or cut them down in length. You know, make them two, three minutes tops. Yeah. I don't need I don't know if you need an entire history. At, you know, just give me very brief cliff notes. Um and then I understand the advertising, but don't set up a match and then go straight to a commercial break. You know, that's right.
0: That was my pet peeve on night one, was we got this great, you know, I, 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 I've said it before, the bloodline storyline has been the best thing WWE has done since the Yes Movement uh, seven, six, seven years ago. Um, or no, almost ten Nine, years ago yeah. now, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we got that emotional package, you know, I'm, I'm all amped up and ready for this tag team main event, uh, which is uh, unique in and of itself, and then all of a sudden it was a commercial for, I don't remember what product it was. It was
1: Taxation is theft.
0: Tax, as uh, yes. I'll say. Yes, it was the tax commercial. So, you know, all that being said, you know, I agree 100% that we could have trimmed a lot of the, the packages. And uh, I felt like, though, night two, you know, on Sunday night, it was not as, uh, until there were some unforeseen things that hmm. happened, I think, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well, but... I didn't feel like it was as as package heavy, and maybe I'm wrong, but and maybe some of them weren't because of there were more matches tonight that didn't, or on Sunday night that didn't have the quote unquote story build going on mm. with them as well. I I, I don't know, but um, before we dive too deeply into WrestleMania, let's let's step back a minute to Ring of Honor, as we mentioned, had a, a super card of honor. We watched it on uh, pay per view. Yeah, pay per view. Um, Delayed, but we did watch it uh, as well as the Hall of Fame ceremony, and we watched uh, the NXT Stand and Deliver show. Um, you know, obviously, Ring of Honor. Uh, you never want to see anyone get hurt, and, and this weekend I feel like we saw several injuries happen. And uh, to mm-hmm. me, it's it's kind of surprising that there aren't more injuries when you consider what these men and women are doing, especially now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like. All companies have increased. I don't want to say the 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 danger, but they've definitely.
1: I'm going to say the more risks. increase of stupidity of stuff that. Again, you know, you and I have mentioned this on the show before. We have profound respect for the people that go into a wrestling ring mm-hmm. and you know compete on a regular basis, or even irregular. You know, Logan Paul. I still have respect for him as an athlete. Yeah, maybe. but. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And I don't sure. need to see them doing things that are more likely to cause damage. Yeah. Just give me some solid dressing. But I know I don't I you know, I think we've upped the ante so far, you know, over the last twenty years mm-hmm. that will the would the average fan be okay if you took that out? Or is it there just to you know, sell an extra few extra tickets? I don't I well
0: in Pardon me for not mm. knowing the mm. name Dante, I remember the first Dante movie. Martin. Dante Martin. You know, we had we had seen on social media that he was um, injured in that mm. ladder match. And so when we went back and watched it, I intentionally, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. And I kind of figured, okay, this is going to happen. And, and so I looked away from <laughs> it. I... I couldn't remember the name, and Chad just pointed at my computer, and, and now I see it's sitting right here on my Twitter, saying who to follow. So, mm. uh, but again, it sounds like he's going to be, he's going to recover. Um, you know, the the initial tweets that I saw were, uh, I thought it was a head injury or it was something mm. a little. Not that, you know, breaking your ankle in the mm. fashion that he did wasn't gruesome, but uh, you know, we certainly hope that he is, uh, recovered and, and, able to wrestle again young in his career, yeah. you know? And so, uh, I mean,
1: he's always, I guess can do a Sid or mm. a Carrie Von Eric cosplay. Oh,
0: oh man. Chad, Chad. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Oh, and I should mention too, before we get back into the WrestleMania talk, you know, one of the other cool things that we did was went to the Superstore on yeah. Thursday when I first got into town. Um, and, you know, past WrestleManias, we've always gone to, act not every year, but we've gone to access many of those years and the Hall of Fame. Um, and we didn't do either of those this year because they didn't have access. But the Superstore experience, you know, it, I liked it because it was free to get in and it had not quite the number of displays, obviously, but it had a lot of the, you know, Eddie Guerrero's low rider was there and they had the set, the old WCW letters, uh, from Nitro that I think was there to kind of pimp the fact that the Mattel is doing a whole WCW line now. Uh, and lots of costumes from, from previous Manias and, and that superstars wore. So it was neat seeing all of that. And then they had obviously an area kind of where you could go in and if you had a ticket and had paid to do that. But uh, did you miss out on or did you feel like we missed anything as far as like the previous Manias where we had gone to Access and are there things that weren't there this year that you wanted to see that maybe had come up at previous access events that weren't held?
1: We've been to enough access that they kind of become very similar. Like Mm -hmm. there isn't a huge, you know, it it seemed to always be here's undertaker's graveyard of all the people he beat at WrestleMania. So it'd just be additional tombstones. Yeah. Um, and then they have, you know, would have the Hall of Fame. Whoever's being inducted into the Hall of Fame, they would have stuff from them, which they did have, you know, Andy Kaufman's yeah. outfit and Rey Mysterio and uh, Great Muda's uh, ring attire, his entry robe and mask. But no, I don't think there is anything that, other than, you know, as we cosplay these things, walking around and interacting with fans. But no, I, I think. Having the superstore there, it was fine. It was because it was you know it is a huge store. It's not yeah like a what's a superstore? It's a superstore exactly. There you're not so I think it I think it did the job that it needed to do and uh, and they did have autograph sessions that um, I think they were you know on average about fifty bucks a pop Mm. for a photo or an autograph and most of them did sell out. I think maybe they could have. um had more because it seemed to only be like one in the morning and one in the afternoon or or like i think like dominic and ria were there together yeah but i think you know maybe if you'd done more because i don't know how many autographs they were doing but again if everything is selling out if you throw in another one might might be better off but no i think they i think it was fine for this year and uh yeah, uh, in the Hall of Fame ceremony, I, you know, I'm still not a fan of it being right after SmackDown. I I am a fan of the smaller class. Yeah. I think five is probably the ideal number, and um, but I, you know, we've been to so many Hall of Fames that, while good, it was nice just watching it from the comfort of my couch.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree with that, and like you said, kind of making it the smaller class and and. It makes it a little bit more palatable, I think, watching it even from home. Um, You know, we've seen in the past where they've tried to put time limits on the speeches and people complain about that because they're not all getting to thank whoever they want to thank. But then you have guys like Hillbilly Jim or Lita or Kane who who ramble on Mr. T who talked forever. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, there's that happy medium, but I think cutting the classes down and it's inevitable every year. So, you know, you see, well, why isn't, you know, Lex Luger or Owen Hart or Elizabeth, why aren't they going in and, and you know, it, it is what it is. And I think that people complain about the Hall of Fame, but I think that the men and women who go in, it is a great honor for them. And I think that that's why you see them in suits and tuxedos and, and nice dresses and and they, you know, WWE has really done a great job, I think, over the years. You know, that first year we went in 2006, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and we will probably go back to those first manias that we went to throughout the recording of this podcast was, you know, the tickets even said for the Hall of Fame, you know, uh, it yeah. was like dress-up, or mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact wording on it, but it gave you the impression that you're not supposed to show up in a T-shirt and, and jeans, And some folks did, obviously, but they wanted it to be a a nice, formal event. And now that it runs right after SmackDown, which I get because they've literally run out of time, um, unless they did it on Thursday night, uh, you know, a separate ceremony on Thursday night. uh, You know, you had SmackDown and Hall of Fame on Friday, Stand and Deliver Saturday morning, and, of course, WrestleMania then on, on Saturday and Sunday night. So... Uh, it, it, it Again, it is a packed weekend of, of action and of entertainment and, and everything going on. So uh, it's tough to, to keep it all going and flowing, as they say. But, you know, this year's WrestleMania, like the previous nine, we had to come up with some sort of cosplay. And, and we kind of dicked around and, and didn't come up with anything, or at least I didn't on my end. <laughs> uh, but you uh, texted me and said you had something, and so... You did a phenomenal job. Uh, we were the Mountie and the Big Boss Man this year. Uh, you and, and I, f- I believe a friend of yours found uh, the costuming and everything on Amazon and got all the patches. And I mean, it was authentic as hell.
1: Uh, a little too authentic. A little too
0: authentic. And we'll get to that in just a second as well. But night one was great. Uh, you know, we had uh, Hollywood Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper joined us. Uh, for night one, which was, was awesome. And, uh, you know, going in and, and, and people, the the big boss man outfit that I wore, you know, like you said, a little too authentic Mm -hmm. for some, because I was asked multiple times, I actually lost count. Uh, you know, if I was real security guard, if I could help people find their seats, if I could help someone in the superstore there that was there on the site, um, you know, you had the, you made the fake cattle prod and the fake nightstick I bought some just for men, so because you prefaced it with "Can how fast can you grow a goatee?" and I was like, "I could grow a goatee by the time WrestleMania rolls around." I think I had, I, I think I've gone twelve days or so without mm. shaving. So um, it was fun though, and I think since Money Inc. back in twenty ten, I think this was definitely our best cosplay.
1: I would agree with that, as long as we don't count twenty four or even thirty two. <laughs> In that, um, no, this was fun. You know, we always try to come up with, I don't want to say less popular, but, you know, you you expect to see your Hogan's, your Mm -hmm. Savage's, your, you know, your current popular wrestler too. And, you know, we are of the uh, 80s generation of wrestling fans, so we try to pay homage to that. And try you know, this year is try trying to come up with people who have a unique look yeah. that wasn't just, you know, throwing on a t shirt, you know. Right. Like, Cause I thought, oh, you know, we could do DX, but it's like, yeah. well, okay, here's a road dog t shirt and yeah. a Billy Gunn t shirt. You know, that it, it's not good. So um yeah, it was it was hard trying to come up with something like that. So maybe this is good that this as of right now is our last WrestleMania yeah. per- as far as we know for the future, because I'm just running out of ideas. But but yeah, no, I I love the idea and the fact that my friend Kim helped me find the boss man shirt because I was just going to buy, ironically, just a police costume. Yeah. And and she found this shirt that was awesome. I got these patches for it. Uh, the Mountie costume, which was just a kind of a store bought costume, but it I mean all I needed was a red coat and yeah. pants, you know, and it a hat, worked. and it worked. Um, but yeah, I thought we looked the part and. I was kind of impressed with how many people knew the Mountie and yeah. Boss Man, you Right. Know? So.
0: Well, and let me ask you this, because you know, you are, uh, by your own self admission, at least, between us, and, and maybe not so much on on the podcast, but you know, mm-hmm. you're not a an attention seeker. You know, you don't, don't post a lot on social media. You're you're pretty quiet and and whatnot. But this obviously is one of those things where we have people coming up and and wanting pictures and, and, you know, you get really into this. And so, what is the difference between that and, 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 you know, just going to WrestleMania? Because I, I think I had said at one point we could just go as fans and, (laughs) you know, wear whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one, yes, I'm not an intention, normally an attention seeking person. So, but when I do, I like to be able in a sense to control the attention that I'm getting. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so you know if I go in as you know for this year, the Mountie, I know people are gonna come up to me. I expect it, I well I, <laughs> I hope they will. Um so it's different than if I'm just walking around and someone comes up and starts talking to me. Or and usually, you know, if they come up, they ask for a picture and then leave. You know, you don't get a lot of people just hanging around, which is I, I do appreciate. Um a quick hi, see ya, go. Um and then I think part of it too. Is well, you know, the first WrestleMania we went to 22, we went as a spirit squad. I think it was just something goofy, and I yeah. didn't expect to see any other spirit squad people because I thought no one's gonna be this, you know, yeah. they're not top stars, right? Right, you know, and we did end up running into like a handful of other ones, but it's also been that, um, you know, in all honesty. Out of the ten WrestleManias that we've been to, I would say maybe three at best have been actually entertaining enough to stand on their own as the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas, a lot, you know, I, I think twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, we were all just up there like, right, okay, this is it. So it gives a little bit, um, a little bit more into the show to be, you know, not just fans, but be. Obnoxious, not obnoxious, but right. be, to be really nerdy fans, basically. Right. this one
0: get lost in the weekend, yeah, and, and lost in the moment. And you know, it was funny before we left, uh, my last day at work, before before I left, um, my coworkers were like, "Oh, where are you going for vacation?" And I said, "Oh, I'm going to to Hollywood," and they're like, "Or to Los Angeles?" And they're like, "Oh, you doing anything fun?" And I said, "Yeah, WrestleMania," and then I explained the goatee because mm. my goatee is is very gray. Mm um and so i'm like i don't normally grow facial hair like this but i'm doing it because i'm we're cosplaying as in Naku like, and i said oh, i'm going to be the big boss man and my boss knew exactly who that was the president of our college um and he's like oh yeah the big boss the prison garden you know uh so somebody had their computer up and so he's like google it and show everybody who the big boss man is and so everybody's like oh okay you know and i don't i don't know if they were like what a freaking weirdo, or if they were just like, oh, that's cool, you know. Um, so I'm sure once pictures, I post <laughs> pictures on Facebook and stuff, they'll they'll have questions. But, um, you know, night two, as we mentioned, the authenticity of that costume, uh, you know, we went around and, and did a couple pictures, luckily, before we went into the stadium because we didn't have really any problems going into the stadium either night, or on the first night, with even having the, the weapons, if you will, the the foam rubber nightstick and the foam rubber Cattle prod, um, but for some reason we ran into a security guard before we even got through the gates. We scanned our tickets, and this guy came up to me and was like, "Not in a good mood," and and was like, uh, "You can't, uh, you can't have that uh, sheriff's badge on, or it was a sheriff's patch from Georgia, no yeah. less. We're in California," and so I'm like, "Are you serious?" Because I I couldn't tell if he was kidding at first, and then he got a little more. I think he was aggravated then. And so I like literally peeled the patch off of my sleeve. And then it was like, no, you you can't come in at all wearing that. And then that's when I said, are you serious? Cause I'm like, okay, maybe he was just going to see if he could make me take the mm. patch off. And then we would all have a laugh. No, he wanted me to mm. take the shirt off. So I took the shirt off. And then he's like, well, you, you can't come in. You've still got the shirt. And so we walk and... The other guy scanning the tickets was like, just put your buddy's jacket on and you'll be fine. Our friend Mike went Mm -hmm. with us tonight. So I put on Mike's jacket and we walk in and then the security guard stops us again. We weren't probably 10 feet in and he's like, you can't come in here wearing that. Take it to your car. So we go to the car and and take it back and, and come back, and luckily they let us back in and whatnot. But, man, I th- my opinion was it was an overreaction, for one, because mm-hmm. clearly other people there were saying he's dressed like the big boss man. Even the sheriff's deputy that was there acknowledged it, and, and nobody else seemed to have a problem with it. Probably could have fought it more. I'm not a confrontational person, mm-hmm. though, and I was like, listen, I don't want to risk getting kicked out completely and missing out on night two, so it, to me it wasn't the hill to die on, but uh, right. definitely disappointed because then you kind of, it took the wind out of your sails too.
1: Yeah, and I was walking ahead of you guys, so I didn't even see the altercation happen at first, I, mm-hmm. you know, I started hearing something turn around, and you know, you said, like, I was here yesterday with this, and the guy's like, I don't care, someone should have stopped yeah. you, and again... You know, from his standpoint, I can understand where he was coming from. Because as you said, you had, you know, four or five people come up to you the night before thinking you were the security guard. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we had other security guards, you know, walk past. We even talked to a few. And then no one said anything. And if he would have said, if it would have been like, you can't wear the sheriff's badge because people might think you're a sheriff. Totally understand. Understandable. But after you peel that off, you're in a blue shirt with...
0: Some big Boss man. Big Boss
1: man's name point. tag and you know some uh I don't know what they're called but like striped. Yeah. On the stripes on the side. There's yeah. nothing identifying it as a law enforcement right. uniform. You could have you could have been a mechanic for right. all anybody knew. And I think That's a great point. And I think you know like you said neither one of us are really that confrontational and already being annoyed at the situation, I didn't want to I also didn't want to escalate it. But I think if we were to try to explain and just say, like, look, what is the issue? You know, what else? Because if you would have taken all of the badges off, it's a blue shirt. Right. Is that still cop? Yeah. You know, and I could understand, you know, and you mentioned you were wearing a yellow shirt underneath it. Mm-hmm. All the security there were wearing yellow yellow shirts. So you looked more like you blended in with them after you took the shirt (laughs) off than you did with the shirt on. Because I was
0: the only security guard in a blue shirt. Yeah. For sure. That color of blue, at least. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, I think it was just an overzealous security guy. And again, if you can talk reasonably, we probably would have had a better interaction. And even if it came down to... Look, sorry, you can't do that just for out of safety. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. It sucks, but maybe it's one of those things that should have been taken into consideration beforehand. But, you know, the fact that every, all the other, it wasn't fans, it was the other security cards being like, he's the big boss man. You're impersonating a wrestler. Yeah. So it was a bit much. And then. You know, as we were coming out of the arena, too, I had one of the souvenir cups. Yeah. And I'm walking out, and another security guard like stopped me. He's like, What's in your cup? And I shook it, and it's like, Ice? He's like, Okay, you can go. And it's like, One, I, I get it. You're not supposed to take alcohol out. Right. They did not serve alcohol in the souvenir cups. Right. And it's a souvenir cup. I'm sure I'm not the only person walking yeah. out with one. Like, I don't know what it was about night two, but night two, just the staffing. Um, was a little bit more hardcore, I guess you could yeah. even say, and and that did take the, you know, it, it did put a damper on the evening from the start because yes, when you had to take the costume off, yeah, I unfortunately didn't have anything to change into, yeah, you know, so I'm now walking around in a hat. I mean, I took off like the belt and strap yeah. and and the hat. I left that in the car, but yeah, so now I'm just walking around in the oversized red coat.
0: Did you take your boots off? I took the boots the boot off, too, off, the boot yeah.
1: covers too. So yeah, I mean, I did still have a couple people yell at me as the Mountie, yeah. but but yeah, it wasn't as fun. Yeah. And that's just, uh, it's very disappointing because, you know, like you said, we saw somebody dressed as Demon Balor yeah. and, <laughs> who was in the just the tights yeah. and the makeup. And yeah. I'm like, that's more disturbing looking than... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. It, and again, it's security, I... I'm gonna say is if if you're listening to this and you work security, don't escalate a situation until it needs to be escalated.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, we were just a couple of fifty-year-old dudes <laughs> trying to, or one fifty-year-old dude and one forty-something-year-old dude <laughs> trying to have a little fun. But yeah. uh, and again, you can look at the the pictures that are on uh, the My One Two Three Cent social media and, and let us know what you think. But yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think that uh, this year was the best year as far as, as the cosplay goes, and um, I'm just glad that I had, ironically enough, the yellow shirt that I was wearing underneath was Big Boss Man and Akeem, the uh, Twin Tower shirt. So uh, I'm just glad I had a shirt on underneath so I didn't have to uh, buy a shirt there at the at the stadium and and, and go that route. But, uh, you know, night one, let's talk about it, uh, and and I'm going to attempt to see if I can find...
1: Well, I think night one, out of the two nights, I would say night one was definitely the best. Mm-hmm. And looking at the lineups ahead of time, I there was more on night one that I thought had uh, the potential to be really good and had the storylines behind it. And, and you know, as we said, everything on night one, there was nothing to complain about. Like everybody that we expected to win did, and everyone yeah. that we think should have won
0: did. Yeah, I was 7 for 7 in the Hunter Woodworth uh hmm poll that he puts out for predictions and night two though was not good I don't know what the results are for that yet but uh, you know um, I, I think there was some surprise in in John Cena losing to Austin Theory uh, from some you know I think there was uh, fans always typically want to fantasy book and, and, and come up with something and, and the thought was that Cena wins and then does the open challenge for the U.S. title on Raw, and then Matt Cardona makes his return, you know, the former Zack Ryder. Uh, and as we record this, we don't know what's happening on Raw or what will happen on Raw, and, and I think a lot of times that becomes the bigger game changer than than WrestleMania itself. WrestleMania kind of puts an end to some of the stories and then restarts some new ones uh, the next night on Raw. So, um, but yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed uh the logan paul stuff uh i think that he has surpassed any uh, negative thoughts of of a celebrity being involved you know he's he's definitely and i think i feel like wwe over the last several years has upped the game with mm-hmm. celebrities and i feel like and i don't want to use the word legitimate athlete but you know guys like logan paul who train and and fight and mm-hmm. and do other things um
1: even bad bunny.
0: Bad. I was going to say bad bunny as well, but it's not like the days of Snooki or you know when WCW had um, Jay Leno hmm. getting in there and wrestling and, and David Arquette. And, and nothing against any of those folks. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've done <laughs> you know a handful of matches too, and I don't belong anywhere hmm. near a wrestling ring in that capacity. But um, you know, I feel like the celebrity thing is not uh what it used to be and and i don't necessarily view it at one time probably 10 years ago with this if this podcast would have been around i know in the blog I used to write you know was kind of critical of the one-timers or the part-timers or the logan pauls of the world uh coming in and quote unquote stealing a spot from someone which speaking of that i'm going to go back one step to friday night smackdown Put the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on WrestleMania if you're going to keep it or change the name. Because Andre never competed on SmackDown. So to me, that was the one thing. And I liked it just being that one-time event for WrestleMania 30, kind of a tribute. And bring it back on every, you know, anniversary, you know, the 30, 30, 35, 40, 45. Do it that way if you're going to do it, maybe. Uh, But again, it is a way to get everyone on the show. And as we just talked about, that doesn't necessarily have to be a thing every year either. So... Uh, my little side rant mm-hmm. on on Andre the Giant, but you know the entrances, of course, always a big part of WrestleMania. We saw Dominic and and Ray coming out with with some pretty spectacular entrances. Did you have a favorite event, favorite match uh, from from night one?
1: I mean, I obviously the main event, yeah. And I think going in, you know, there were rumors, there's speculation that. The women's title match was going to be the main event Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and we all agreed. It's a no. You need it needs to be the tag title match. That's the one that has the biggest storyline, and as we saw, it kind of played into night two as well. So it needed to be the main event. It lived up to the expectation, and you know, really, I think other than Austin Theory versus John Cena, every match on this show was a hit. I was surprised at the four way tag match the, yeah the men's showcase match because it was it seemed like just a match to get people mm-hmm. on the show and in a match and um but but everyone worked well and you know really surprised by by Braun Strowman too who mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of but I think he carried his own and you know the Chad Gable giving him the German suplex was very impressive and I think maybe between Austin Theory and John Cena, and I think it, you know maybe it's because John Cena's coming back, you know, for a one-time match. He's not yeah. sticking, as far as you know, not sticking around. Austin Theory still hasn't. He, he, to me, he's missing something. There's just something you know. hasn't clicked with him, and I don't know if it's if it's still that. I'm gonna call it the stench of being chosen by Vince McMahon. You know, right. kind of like when Drew McIntyre yeah. was the chosen one. But needed some seasoning, yeah. And so maybe I know uh, Austin does have the goatee now, whereas like you know Drew drew the beard. And yeah. Muscle, um, but yeah, I don't know. Austin Theory is just missing something. The and then the six women tag match. You know, I, I compared it to going to see a a legendary band mm-hmm. just to watch them play the hits. Yeah. And you were expecting you know all of Trish Trish to hit her moves, Lita to hit her moves. Yep. And it was fine for what it was, but I don't, I think, you know, if it hadn't been on the card, I don't think it would have been missed.
0: Right. And I, you know, this is the first time I believe WrestleMania has main evented. uh, And, and, uh, you know, I, I think we are on the same page. It's two nights. There are two main events Mm -hmm. as far as closing the show. I know in the past they always, you know, had multiple main quote unquote main events, but Really, the main event to me still is that show or that match that kind of closes the show out. And this is the first time, night one of WrestleMania 39, was the first time since the original WrestleMania, I think someone will correct Mm. me if I'm wrong, uh, that the show ended with a tag team match. Um, And this is the first time the tag team titles were defended because that first WrestleMania, of course, was Hogan and Mr. T. Against Rowdy Piper and uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, but yeah, I agree. I think that that was the right choice. Even though I do think Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, uh, from a from a match, probably my maybe my second favorite match of, of the of the weekend. Um, but man, they really put on a great show, and uh, I think had the story been there to support that. It, you could have made the argument for it to go on last, but definitely uh, the Usos and and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, the right choice there. And and I feel like even as a fan and a fan of of this for more than forty years now, uh, I still had that doubt, that sprinkle of doubt that you know is Kevin Owens going to turn on Sami Zayn during the course of this match? Because people have talked about that, um, you know the Usos have even said it and 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 you know planted those seeds so i kept waiting for something perhaps to happen uh going back to logan paul you know my uh middle son is a big fan of the prime product um and so seeing the prime guy come out i i thought that was was funny and the spot with with him getting the frog you know uh seth rollins swapping himself out with with the and help me kds
1: ksi
0: ksi i I don't i don't know who kds (laughs) is but uh, I, I thought that was uh, a cool spot and, you know, one of those fun moments and, you know that you're not going to get uh, any other way, but um, as far as WrestleMania moments go, you know, I, I can always go back to the Manias that we were at and pick out at least one moment that I'm like, oh man, this was the feel-good moment of the night, and I think the overall vibe for the weekend for WrestleMania moment for me was Kevin and, and Sammy winning that main event uh, and, and winning the belts and the crowd's reaction uh, to it. So, uh, and and again, night one, you know, our seats were a little higher up. Um, We were a little, I don't want to say cramped, but we, you know, for lack of a better word, we were probably a little more cramped than we were on night two. Uh, And thanks for the upgrade Mm. on on those. But, um, you know, uh, again, I I think action wise, night one was better than night two.
1: Yeah, I agree. I you know, I said it before that night one had the better stories overall. Mm-hmm. Um, night two, again, due to the uh, situations getting into the arena, kind of put a damper on things. But even then, I think night two was hindered by, I don't, you know, I don't know how, how much Finn Balor's injury. Change that match, but Mm -hmm. the Hell in the Cell match just came off kind of anticlimactic. Like it just kind of seemed to end out of nowhere, Uh, and things happen. It's understandable. Yeah. But and and maybe it's that fantasy booking too of, okay, it's Hell in the Cell. We're so used to them busting out of the cell, doing things around the ring.
0: Yeah.
1: Finn Balor has Judgment Day. We didn't see Damian Priest or Dominic or anybody come down to try to and you know and that, we kind of bit on that when Fowler got injured they opened up the cage yeah. so that they could get medical help to him i'm like oh it's kind of like we throw back to the first we weren't Thomas sure out. yeah if
0: it was a part of the story or if there was but then we we saw what fans watching probably didn't mm-hmm. see and that was a, a a woman i'm presuming was an emt or or medical professional ran over someone threw her a bag And then she ran that to someone else that went into the cage then. And I guess Edge was distracting the fans Mm -hmm. while the EMTs were working on Finn to quickly get him at least stabilized to to be able to finish the match. And we just saw a picture of of Finn on Twitter as we're recording Mm -hmm. this. And he's got a very sizable uh, gash in his head. And he says just a flesh wound on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, let me ask you this because I've got two questions for you. Number one... We'll stick with Hell in a Cell since we're talking about that. I, I saw some criticism online that, um, you know, WWE ended the match early because there was blood. And it's Hell in a Cell, and mm-hmm. of course, you've got to expect blood. I don't necessarily think that it was ended because of blood. I think it was ended early because they didn't know the extent of the injury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, publicly traded company. There are other people to answer to. It's not just one guy's decision anymore even though i i know there's been a lot of talk you know we're playing to an audience of one
1: yeah.
0: um and i guess we'll talk about the well r- rumored sale yeah. later as well but you know i think the right call was probably made they did continue the match for uh, several minutes after what we're assuming was the, the you know the throwing of the ladder that that caused the initial mm-hmm. injury um, but my hat's off to both edge and uh, of course, obviously Finn Balor for for being a trooper and and, and sticking it out and, and continuing to go. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, if he got stapled, his head stapled during the match, which they probably did a rush job and not yeah. a, you know, full on um, closure. But yeah, you don't know how bad the injury is, so you err on the side of caution, mm-hmm. you know, um, and especially it was after Shane McMahon had been injured, correct? Yes, yes, I think
0: Shane. Yeah, Shane, Shane had been in injured Right before the well, match, yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, I, I don't think it's because of blood, and I can understand fans, you know, wanting, thinking that hey, it's a cage match. The name is Hell in a Cell. You yeah. should have blood, um, as John Moxley has proven. You don't really need blood every week, <laughs> even if you want to. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, and I don't. You know, I can't think of. Well, maybe the, maybe one or two Hell in the Cell matches that should have had blood that didn't. Yeah. And they could have used it. Yeah. Um but again I think it's more of all the Hell in the Cells that have come before this, the expectation, like we said, you know, with obviously Taker and Mankind, with Shawn, Shawn Michaels and Taker at the very first Hell in a Cell. Yeah. You know, I think they're again, probably to my recollection, only a handful of Hell in the Cell matches that haven't that have been actually contained inside yeah and so and there was really no huge spot you know there was the cruda attempt through a table there was a couple of latter uh uh, usages weapons but nothing really stands out uh, as a non-normal use of a weapon yeah so i think i would say maybe fans were just disappointed in that and that's where i you know my point is of being anticlimactic is it's just like Okay, Edge hitting with a couple moves, he wins. Okay, and I think that's also part of, you know, we were discussing um, during the show that matches should shouldn't end always with a uh, signature move mm-hmm. anymore. You know, it's like fans are conditioned now to expect, and especially matches to go a certain length before you mm-hmm. get into that home stretch. Yeah. And I think both, I think all wrestling companies kind of need to mix up that structure a bit and just give us give more variety and um and recondition fans to not expect the expected
0: yeah and you know as we mentioned because wwe certainly treats it as as two separate nights we got attendance totals, you know Mm -hmm. 80,000 plus on night one 81,000 plus on night two um so you know we opened the show and and we we talked about how you know our 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 mood was set by our experience at the mm. gate. Uh, do you think Brock and Omas, which I feel like was a better match than I expected, but opening the show with that, I was surprised. I mm. think I, on the prediction sheet that Hunter put out, I think I had predicted the, the women's championship match with Asuka and uh, uh, uh,
1: Bianca, Bella. Bianca
0: Belair was, was going to open the show. Um, I certainly could have seen them even opening with the Hell in a Cell. Mm. Uh, and obviously, with the course of events that happened with that, certainly uh, glad that that didn't set the the mm-hmm. tone for the entire night. But mm-hmm. do you how important do you think? Because back in the day, you know, the opening, you know, WrestleMania one, I, I think it was Tito Santana and the Executioner mm-hmm. was the opener. Um, you know, and and it wasn't until probably maybe WrestleMania ten when we got Bret and Owen Hart opening the show mm-hmm. that we kind of saw times were changing, and, and that opening match was not. The curtain jerker and it was not that negative connotation behind it and now it's almost a revered spot but again i don't know that that what we got on night two was was the best way to start the show
1: i would agree with that and i think it's because i think had brock come in there and thrown Omos around from the start instead of Omos throwing brock around mm-hmm. it may have been different um but with Omos throwing Brock, I think fans were expecting Omos then to maybe have a chance to win. Yeah, and
0: I, I think I had him picked. I, I don't remember if I picked Brock or because you said never bet against Brock, so I mm. think I might have put Brock in mm. on that one. So,
1: but yeah, I don't think it was the right choice um, from a hype standpoint because mm. um, I think you know it that first match, like you said, it has to set the pace, and when that pace is slow and plodding – because you have fans that, you know, they're in there. They've been in their in their seats for, in, you know, up to an hour probably. They want some excitement. Yeah. And when you just have two big guys kind of lumbering around, again, match better than, than anticipated. I just don't think it was the right mood setter.
0: And maybe what – and the match I forgot mm-hmm. as well. I mentioned Hell in a Cell. But I, I think the Intercontinental title match exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not – uh, of the three, I'm a bigger fan of Drew McIntyre of, of the three that were involved. Uh, although I picked Sheamus to win this because they've kind of been playing up the fact that he's not been IC champion, um, I was surprised that Gunther won um, because I my, in my my head of booking I was going since the way they ended the Royal Rumble with Cody and Gunther, um, I thought maybe they were going to go with Cody winning the Universal Championship. And Gunter losing the IC belt, and then we set up for a, a feud between those two uh, over the over the heavyweight title. But obviously not going in that direction. But uh, I thought this match was really good, and and it was hard hitting. You know, these three are you know as as uh, Biggie says, a uh, lot of meat slapping going on, if you will, in in that match, um, and and you know. No disappointment. I'm looking at you know yeah. CBS Sports right now, just scrolling through the matches. They gave that one an A plus, uh, but yeah, I, I think that that could have very easily opened the show mm. as well.
1: Yeah, my main complaint with that match is it fell into the trope of one guy gets yeah gets knocked out of the ring and stays out there for it. and and a lot of that was Gunther, and so we had more of the Sheamus Drew fight mm. you know fighting so which is fine. You know, and and you can do that, but I think it should have been like Gunther, like walking around the ring, or like watching them from the outside, being like, "Let you you guys beat each other up. I'll come in and pick off the bones." You yeah, know, at the end, instead of being out for half the match and just laying around. But yeah, that match, I, I think it met all expectations. Everyone expected that to be a hard hitting contest, and um, you know, we were talking about. Seamus's chest afterwards, and how yeah. great and so I think it lived up, it, it met the hype, and yeah, I, I think that would have probably been a better opener.
0: Yeah, uh, you know we, you know you're at WrestleMania for several yeah. hours. It was time to eat, and, and like we said before, they were playing a lot of packages and whatnot. So we thought, oh, we'll go run, get in line, grab something to eat, and, and be back to our seats. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately the lines were very long in the section that we were in and slow and slow um and so we missed the women's championship match between Bianca Belair and Asuka in person at least I did finally click in my because they didn't have the monitor set up in the in the in the food line area so I was like oh I've got peacock in my pocket so to speak so uh you know we fired it up and, and watched the match and uh, the I went back and watched the the uh, intros for those mm-hmm. and and bianca Belair had a group of of small girls that uh you know danced and and did their thing and then Oscar had the uh japanese warriors in, in the masks mm-hmm. uh, you know on on display um and and again you know going from years of no women's matches versus you know, and the very first WrestleMania, obviously, we got Wendy Richter and Leilani Kai. But then that kind of mula era, mm-hmm. if you will, and then the WrestleMania matches for the women. Obviously, the first year we went in 2006, it was Trish and, and Mickie James, which was a great match. Mm-hmm. But then the next year that we went, I think it was the, the, uh, the Playboy Playmate match mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the girls that were posing in Playboy. Uh, and pillow fights and and evening gown matches and, mm-hmm. and to evolve to where we are now, uh, main eventing a few years ago and then uh, of course uh, this year four different female matches with with you know probably a dozen or more women involved in those. Uh, I, I think it has has come a long way and and you know I think all companies have focused more on on women's wrestling and and whatnot. Um, and, and this one didn't disappoint. I, I did, you know, like I said, we watched it on the phone, but uh, I thought it was good. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that Bianca Belair won. But I do think, like you were talking about with Austin Theory, I love Bianca Belair, but I do think there's something with her that mm. might be missing too. And I think it may be because of the fact, and again, this becomes that delicate balance, mm. because I think when I first took note of her in NXT and when she was in the Royal Rumble, she was a bit more... Uh, of a hard ass and was you know this this kind of brutal uh, I think she was a heel even and and you know just destroyed people in the Royal Rumble not the year she won but the year before that um, and now she's more you know she twirls the hair and she's uh, you know role model to these young girls and I get the whole hair thing and the est thing it's a great marketing thing um, you know there were lots of I saw lots of kids wearing the ball cap with the the hair braid in it so. I get it from that perspective, but I do wish that she had a little bit more of an edge to her.
1: Yeah, understandable. And I think this match, from my opinion, hurt because there really was no story behind it. Right. And not that you need a story to have a good match per se, but if you want emotional investment, especially over two nights, you know, and you're like, okay, now we get this match, which is going to be a match. And if it, unless it, Really ex- exceeds all expectations. It's just, it's a match, yeah. you know. And and again, I can't really judge this because watching it on the f- phone with you know, even right. if I'm watching it in the arena, I don't have commentary. But if I'm watching it on a phone, I think commentary would have helped yeah. build the match. Maybe yeah. I mean maybe not because it's Michael Cole and Corey Graves. <laughs> I don't know. I bet. Um, yeah. I, I like Bianca. I still think someone she needs to feud with someone who um, claims that the hair is a foreign object and she either has to cut it or wear a helmet to hide the hair. You know, Kind of like uh, Lex Luger's steel arm oh, yeah. you know, yeah. in that regard. So just to give a feud an extra dimension, I guess. Yeah. But,
0: well, and this year we saw The Miz as host of WrestleMania along mm-hmm. with Snoop Dogg. Uh, Night one, you know, Miz gets interrupted by Pat McAfee. There's an impromptu match Mm -hmm. called The Miz puts Pat McAfee over. Night two, same setup going on, but it's Shane McMahon who returns, Mm -hmm. who I think was back for the first time since the 2022 Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Um, One, were you surprised to see Shane McMahon back? And was it bad that, you know, I saw a laundry list Mm -hmm. of people, you know, L.A. Knight, who again, WrestleMania in L.A. seemed like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't see Bobby Lashley wrestle. He just brought out the trophy from the Andre Battle Royal. Bray Wyatt, which we're not exactly sure what was going on with with him not not being there. But there were obviously superstars that were not a part of WrestleMania that I think people expected. We don't see Shane for years or over a year. He's back, but then gets injured in the process as well all of this ahead of the speculation that WWE is, is has been or is about to be sold. So what were your thoughts on Shane coming in? And then actually Snoop Dogg kind of pinch hitting. And I don't know if somebody communicated to him to do what he ended up doing or how that all played out. But I feel like under the circumstances, everybody uh, stepped up and, and recovered mm-hmm. quickly.
1: Yeah. You know, we missed this as well yeah. while still waiting on food. And so uh, when Shane came out... You know, I kind of saw it on your phone. I was like, wait, is that is that Shane? Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, yeah, what's he doing here? And then by the time we got back into the ring or into the seating area, somehow we'd heard, you know, oh, Shane got injured. And I didn't see – I haven't seen Snoop Dogg's uh, people's elbow. I, I've read – I've heard or read what happened but haven't seen it yet. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, you have to give them credit for improvising on the fly and – and uh, I guess saving the moment, but uh, I don't think we needed. I don't think we needed Shane, but I guess it ties into the Shane McMahon Miz history.
0: Yeah.
1: But the all the Miz and Snoop Dogg segments, I think, were just more time filler that we don't need. Like I don't think we need yeah. a WrestleMania host, and I get being in Inglewood, Snoop Dogg's backyard.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and he's a Hall of Famer. He's a WWE Hall of Famer, so it made sense to have him there, but. Uh, Yeah, I could have done without these segments and, you know, gotten 10 minutes of my life back.
0: Yeah, and as we speak of the Hall of Fame, you know, Mm. obviously um, there was speculation that we would see Hall of Famer, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Mm. uh, The Rock. I I felt like the one thing that was probably missing from this year's WrestleMania is in the past we we would see the legends come out. You know, the last WrestleMania we were at was 32 And Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, and Steve Austin come out and beat up the League of Nations and then stun the New Day after that match. Um, you know, Obviously Hulk Hogan came back that year and, and saved Eugene from mm. the attack by uh, uh, Muhammad Hassan. We always had those kind of feel-good moments mm. where the legend came back and you know, did the quick little hero and, and, and we had that. I don't feel like we had any of that this year. Am mm. I, did I miss something? There was nothing really There's along no, those yeah. lines.
1: And I don't think we need it. I, you know, one of my biggest complaints over the years has been mm-hmm. when you have these past stars come in and beat. Yeah. You know the current star. You know, at thirty two, you mentioned Foley and yeah. and Hbk. Then you also have the Rock beat Eric, um, Rowan. Eric, Eric Rowan, in six seconds. You know. Yeah. And it's like great. Now Rock goes off and Eric is. Yeah, just kind of you know fodder now, but so I don't I don't I didn't miss it in that regard, but I was kind of surprised that there weren't weren't more surprises. I guess I was surprised at the lack of surprise. Yeah. you know it just seemed everything seemed uh, you know even like we mentioned the entrances. There were really no other than Ray and Dominic. I can't think of you know, I mean having a orchestra conductor come out for Seth Rollins, yeah. having a concert pianist for Roman Reigns. Yeah, you know these weren't. Over the top. You had the Make-A-Wish kids for John Cena. You had the little girls with Bianca Belair. It's just like, okay, where's that huge WrestleMania entrance? And we didn't have that.
0: Yeah, I I felt like that as well. And then, you know, I again, probably when they first said WrestleMania Mm. was going to Hollywood a couple years ago... The speculation mm-hmm. had already started that it was going to be rock versus roman reigns and and we didn't get that we yeah. didn't even get a rock appearance i think he did record a video that he posted on his own mm-hmm. social media i don't know that the wwe uh, put any of that out but
1: mm. and uh, it goes into fans fantasy booking yeah and then being upset with that when, fantasy booking right. doesn't happen
0: right yeah and you know from my perspective too you know I think that I got excited because of the speculation that Stone Cold Steve Austin was gonna have another match, and uh, I think more selfishly on my part was to see him wrestle again uh, one last time as Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think the last time I saw him um, you know, actually wrestle, it was probably uh, that summer of 96 that we were mm-hmm. talking about um, the other day when uh, he was just kind of transitioning in I think it was right before King of the Ring, he was Stone Cold, but he was not, uh, you know, Austin 316 yet. And then, uh, you know, when I saw him at uh, the the first Hell in a Cell at Bad Blood in St. Louis in 1997, he was injured mm. and, and interfered in the match that Owen Hart had with Farouk, but did not get to actually see him wrestle as Stone Cold. So, mm. uh, selfishly, I wanted to see that. Uh, you know, happen after it happened last year. But uh, you know, if if Stone Cold never wrestles again, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, but again, it was it was a, a bit surprising. And again, the lack of surprises was surprising. And and the other lack or the other surprise for me was the fact that Cody Rhodes did not finish the story and and win the uh, championships. But I did. I was not. I was surprised, but I was not surprised. I, I thought, and we had talked before too someone, Greg DeMarco, who is a friend of the show, uh, had tweeted a while back that, you know, what if Roman's just in the middle of this, of this rain right now, you know? Um, and I had some people texting me, uh, and messaging me on, on different social media platforms, uh, cause they knew we were here, uh, upset and complaining about, you know, oh, it's the same story, you know, Roman reigns wins again, blah, blah, blah. And it's really, this is only three years in a row for, for this run of Roman reigns. <clears throat> um, You know, we had nine years of Hulk Hogan. Nine WrestleManias where, you know, obviously at WrestleMania 4 he didn't win. But he was in the ring celebrating. So, WrestleMania ended for nine WrestleManias in a row with Hulk Hogan posing in the middle of the ring. Um, So, and as you said as we were driving, but we didn't have Hulk Hogan on every week or, you know... As, as often as we see Roman Reigns, which I'll give you that. But, to me, I would rather have a long reign, a 900-plus day reign, than hot-shotting it, you know, mm. 20 years ago when we had, you know, Chris Jericho was the champion, and then Triple H beat him at WrestleMania for the title, and then Hulk Hogan beat Triple H, and then The Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan, and then The Rock beat The Undertaker, and Triple H, you know, mm. within... 6 months we had eight champions or whatever the math was but i i prefer a longer reign mm-hmm. but i did and you know you and i disagree on this too but i did think cody was the man to do that and it didn't happen I, i'm again i'm not upset about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm a little disappointed for Cody, you know uh, you know wishing that he did get that that win but uh again i, I we're in the middle of a story let's see mm-hmm. where this is going to take us
1: yeah as we mentioned on the podcast, a few podcasts back i I don't think Cody should have been in this match. Um, I think it was rushed to have Cody here, given Cody's injury Had uh-huh. Cody you know not been injured it might be a different story yeah however, you know obviously at first you wanted Sami Zayn because you thought, okay, that's it. I've seen some speculation, and this will be fantasy booking that with the Usos losing the tag titles. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see how Roman reacts to that. And then the fact that they, you know, they tried to come in and help and got chased off by Sammy and and Kevin. But, you know, there's fantasy booking speculation that, uh, Jay Uso will be the one, should be the one to end Romans because Mm -hmm. Jay was the one that was kind of, that Roman kind of, um, you know, was, uh, wasn't asked to early on in the in the bloodline formation and and i can see that and if you tell that story then i'm sure by the time you get to that point that the fans will come around on it Mm -hmm. um and i think as we mentioned on the drive home fan we're just in a society now where anything that i decide is how it should be if it doesn't go that way then it's the wrong thing or it's a terrible decision or you know whatever it's no one can accept that someone else might have a different idea and it, and that idea it may not be as good as your right. idea but you have to let that idea pan out to and i get it you know you look back over the last few years in wrestling and say like okay just be patient be patient and then a lot of things don't right. pan out you know so i get that frustration but at the same time like it's it's one wrestling match in 52 matches you know yeah. or whatever however it it's going to be in the year let it play out let the story unfold if when Roman is dethroned see what happens then and then you can complain about the story being told you know it's like going into a movie and walking out after a half hour and being like well that didn't go the way that I right. wanted it to so you got to get to the end of the story to know the story and I just hope WWE does have someone uh, in mind to to once, I was gonna say once they take to take the reins mm-hmm. and <laughs> run run with it, that it's not just a you know a, a one month champion or you right. know a, 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 a twenty four transition, a transitional yeah. champion, yeah. So we'll see. But I was surprised that Cody lost. I fully expected the way the story was going um, that they would, in a sense, hot shot it over to Cody, and I'm yeah. glad it didn't. And yeah. and I do think it's all because Cody smashed Triple H is thrown on an <laughs> AEW pay-per-view and Triple H is I'm still mad. Yeah. But I again Cody will be fine. You're
0: right. Absolutely. You know,
1: and and the story that was being told can be told next year yeah. or the year after that. Sure. Or it could be you know, this could be the setback and Cody goes on a losing streak for a little bit and then rebuilt. Yeah. You know, so I was surprised and I was really surprised, you know, our our friend Mike who went with us is not a wrestling fan. He just wanted to go see the spectacle of WrestleMania and he's like I expected there to be more boos when Cody lost. And the fans really weren't booing, especially in our section a lot of people right. were holding up the win. They were acknowledging yeah. Roman. Yeah. And and so I don't I don't know how to judge the fans' reaction to Roman's reign Roman's reign yeah. now. Because are fans just tired of it or do they like it? But because he's the heel, you want him to lose. I Right. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of wrestling insiders will tell you, the money is in the chase. It's not yeah. in the, the win. So.
0: And it's interesting because for so long, you know, we mentioned Hulk Hogan earlier, you know, WWF at the time was that babyface champion territory. Um, and you had the heel factory that Hogan Rolled through, and then you know they tried to replicate that with Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, and it really wasn't until Yokozuna's run that uh, we saw a heel champion for a year or so. Uh, but uh, let's kind of wrap things up mm-hmm. as we talk about this tweet that came out that there is uh, speculation. I don't, I don't know how guaranteed this is, mm-hmm. but I guess the rumor and innuendo is is that uh, the company that owns. Am I re- re- remembering this right? The company that owns UFC is is going to perhaps yeah. purchase WWE?
1: It's a company called Endeavor. And, yeah, based on my limited knowledge of the company, just seeing in tweets that it is a company that bought UFC and is managing. And if they do buy WWE, Endeavor would control 51%. WWE stockholders would control 49%. And speculation is that Vince would be left in charge and Triple H would be left in charge of... of Creative, for the time being, at least.
0: So, it'll be very interesting because it'll be the first time in, in obviously, anyone's lifetime of wrestling fandom that a McMahon has not been the owner uh, of WWE, WWF, WWWF from from way back when. Um, So, again, we're going to wait and see on on that and not over-speculate, but... Uh, you know between all the rumors of you know tony khan and his father purchasing the company um, you know disney was talked about a lot i think Mm -hmm. uh, universal
1: comcast um, yeah
0: yeah, comcast universal uh, you know all of these other companies and then of course the saudis um i i feel like you know i personally if, if it were going to sell i i would obviously rather not but that's again from a selfish standpoint and, and perspective, but I would have loved to have seen Disney get a hold of it. I know you probably have a different opinion <laughs> of that, but just the potential of, of you know, theme park oh, rides and and all that good stuff. And the
1: Miz could actually be in a movie that people watch in a yeah, theater, maybe.
0: That's true. That is that is very true. But uh, again, we're going to wait and see on on all of that and the the potential sale, and it could be announced as soon as you're listening to this podcast. Quite honestly, so. We'll wait and see. Uh, any big thoughts or predictions as we wrap up this week? Uh, you know, we said the the Raw after WrestleMania has become traditionally a, a hotbed for action. Do we see any big surprises? Do we see any big takeaways? Uh, will there be a new contender come out after Roman?
1: Uh, I would expect so. I hope so. I expect we'll see somebody from NXT debut. Um, I think we will get a long-winded promo by Roman Reigns and the Bloodline to open the show. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I you know, I as I said about 10 minutes ago, just sit back, enjoy the ride, mm-hmm. complain on social media cuz that's what you're going to do anyway cuz that's what I do. You know, <laughs> but actually don't complain on social media. Find someone that's a wrestling fan that you can complain to in text messages like Kevin and <laughs> I do. You know, right. not everyone needs to read Your every thought, especially if it's just throwing more negativity into the world. That also doesn't really affect you in any way. It's, okay, so your guy didn't win or whatever. You know what? It's life. Just move move on. Yeah, move on. Like, uh, I don't know. But then again, as I have said on other podcasts, I don't get the fandom of sports to be that, uh, that, you know, like I have a favorite football team. They've sucked for thirty years. I've gotten used to it. When they lose, I go, "Well, that—that's that's what I expected." So yeah. if they win, I was like, "Oh, good. They can fool me for another week." But it's there's more, so much more important things going on in life. Like just just find something that makes you happy. If this isn't bringing you joy,
0: well, hopefully this week's podcast brought you at least some joy. And if it did, or even if it didn't, leave us a review. Uh, screenshot it, send it to me, and I will send you a prize from, and Chad's giving given me some prizes to bring back for the My123Cents prize vault. So again, thank you, Chad, for being a great host uh, for this WrestleMania weekend. Uh, again, check out Wrestling Pro Wrestling on social media, Stride Pro Wrestling if you're in Southern Illinois uh, or that area. Ch- come check out Stride on uh, Saturday, April 8th. And uh, again, Thanks for the support of the My123Cents brand for the last several years. Uh, It is greatly appreciated. We hope that you all have a great week. And let us know what you thought about WrestleMania weekend. And we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.